Welcome to the EMS Podcast, an opportunity for senior leaders to provide updates and answer questions about Alberta Health Services EMS. Hi everyone, it's Darren. Welcome to the EMS Senior Leadership Team Podcast. Recognize that this is the first podcast that we've done in a number of months, and um, we're going to try to get better at being more consistent in uh, providing these updates to you. Joining me today on the podcast uh, is the senior leadership team, Kathleen, Dale, uh, Dr. McKenzie, and uh, Marty is here as well. And we also have a special guest that's going to join us today that Kathleen will um, introduce uh, momentarily. Um, I'd just like to start off, um, as I always like to start by giving thanks uh, to all of you uh, that continue to uh, be out there every day um, in the battle that we're in with COVID and, uh, and continuing the great work that you do um, across this great province um, every day. So thank you very much on behalf of the senior leadership team for your ongoing commitment and dedication to Albertans. We're going to start um, today with a online medical control update um, from uh, Dr. Mark, um, who will fill us in a bit on what's been happening in the OLMC world. Thanks, Darren. Well, we are coming up on the one year anniversary, hard to believe, of having OLMC situated in dispatch. And uh, that was a trial basis uh, during uh, the early crazy days of COVID, but we've actually had quite enjoyed really good success uh, with that for a number of reasons. Uh, we continue to handle really big volumes and we've noticed a, a increase in safe non-conveyance of patients as a byproduct of that, I think, and um, the development of some non-conveyance pathways. So we'd like to continue on with that model given some of the successes that we've seen and are sort of working along in the background to get some uh, stable financial um, models to continue on um, in, uh, in facility and dispatch. But as part of that, uh, we've, we're going to have an open recruitment process. And as part of that recruitment process, we've um, asked uh, some the, of the front line to participate in our search and selection. So an expression of interest went out uh, just over a week ago, and we've had just phenomenal response. And most of the reason for this update on the podcast is actually to thank uh, those paramedics that have submitted an expression to participate with us. And um, we had over 50 responses for uh, just a couple of positions to be on that selection committee. Um, all very thoughtful, all with some phenomenal ideas, um, which you know we captured. And um, we'll get to those expressions later on this week. And we'll let people know who have uh, been successful but yeah big thanks to the front line for an excellent response to that and just a great start um, for our vision of even a more collaborative model between uh, paramedics and physicians in OLMC. Great thanks Mark. Um, just a quick question um, do you have any indication on timing um, of when we'll be through this process and and um, have those uh, docs in dispatch uh, in a permanent place so they'll continue being in dispatch as they are now the recruitment process um, will get done um, after Easter so I we intend to post the job uh, position uh, in the next week or so and then so the search and select committee will uh, get to work um, just after Easter early in April. Great. Thanks very much. Appreciate that update. Um, 
many of you would have seen a, a memo recently or some communication recently about a bit of a restructuring that we did at the senior leadership team and created a new um, portfolio to fall under Kathleen's leadership of um, EMS employee programs. And that allowed us to um, bundle a lot of the work that is being done across the organization um, under a single point of contact. So Kathleen, can you just uh, maybe give us a bit of an update on uh, EMS employee programs and how that work is developing? Um, thanks, Darren. For sure, I will. Uh... As mentioned, um, this came into effect on March 1st. And um, what we're looking to do with this uh, new portfolio is increase our consistency of all of our programming across the province, as well as uh, um, ensure that all of our employees have equitable access to the programs that we're offering. Um, we're looking to really collaborate uh, across all of our EMS portfolios and also collaborate with our AHS um, employee groups that, that support the type of work that we do. So um, we have put into this um, portfolio of work a number of different programs that were already in operation, and it includes the programs that we do around um, injury, prevention, return to work and accommodation, and our reintegration program. Um, we're also looking at programming for workplace violence, the culture work that we're doing, including our upcoming culture assessment that's being led by Nicola Cavanaugh, um, our health and wellness work, which would include uh, the work of our peer support teams and our PAUSE program, um, diversity and inclusion work, and we're going to hear a little bit more about that in a couple of minutes. Um, the career development work, including our leadership development initiative, which we started earlier this year. Um, the Office of Respectful Workplace Work. Um, and finally, we have a bit of a future eye on doing some additional work around professionalism and ethics. And so all of that work is consolidated together. It includes um, the teams and the work of our EMS Office of Respectful Workplace, as well as our uh, team that works on health, wellness, and culture. Um, as employees, you will access these programs the same way you always had, um, but there will be this additional collaboration and con consults going on in the background to ensure that consistency and equitable access that I spoke about. Great, thanks, Kathleen. Um, a real positive change um, as we see it to bring all of those um, all of that programming under one roof, if you will. So now you also um, have a guest with you today to talk about um, one part of that um, work that's underway. So I'll just um, ask you to introduce um, Angeline. Thank you. And thank you to Angeline Abella, who has joined us on the call today. Um, many of you may know Angeline um, as a member of our EMS QPS area. She is a senior quality assurance strategist. Um, Angeline also spends a lot of time and energy and passion working in the background on issues like gender equality, bias, and leadership development. In um, December of 2019, Angeline volunteered her time and her passion to join our newly formed EMS Women in Leadership WRG. We have a governance committee that's made up of our EMS employees and Angeline is currently the vice chair of that governance committee. So she is joining us today to just give us a little bit more information about the WRG, including its current activities as well as its upcoming event. Uh, welcome to the call, Angeline. 
Thank you so much, Kathleen. Um, I'm really pleased to be here today to introduce our EMS Women in Leadership Workforce Resource Group. So as Kathleen um, had said, we are an official group. Um, we're under the umbrella of the HS Diversity and Inclusion Team. So we have a, a formalized structure with a full governance committee consisting of a chair and co-chair, a vice chair, secretary. We have event coordinators, um, communication and SharePoint leads, and then others who help support the official work of the committee. So we have two particular areas of focus. So firstly, we aim to help women in EMS build their leader identities, because we know this is an area that women can struggle with uh, in particular, and in ways that aren't always addressed in traditional leadership development, education, and initiatives. So our goal is to help members learn to lead from where they are and help them to be voices at the tables that they sit at currently and may sit at in the future. Uh, our second goal is to be part of the conversation that looks at what practices and processes may be presenting as barriers that keep females from being a stronger voice uh, in leadership in our organization and what strategies we can use to address those things. Um, as an organization, we have to be able to look uh, objectively at our own data to determine if we have a problem where those problems might be and to fix or at least mitigate them where we can. So this last year has been really busy as we work to form the official, uh, official governance committee and put together the governance documents that will support our work going forward. So this is some of the tough um, and maybe not so interesting work. Uh, we were officially sanctioned as, an, as a, a WRG at the beginning of November of last year. And since then, we've had the opportunity to host a few initial events. So that included a virtual coffee hour that we hosted back in November. And more re recently, we hosted a lunch and learn for International Women's Day, which was on March 8th. Uh, both events were very well received and we've got some really great feedback on them. So our next exciting news is that we will be hosting our official launch party on April 22nd. Uh, so people should be seeing some official communication going out about that very soon. So keep your eyes peeled for an email, or you may also see it on the HSEMS social media pages. So we really, we want the work of our group to be collaborative and productive. And so our group is open to everyone to join. Uh, so both women and anyone who would identify themselves as an ally to ensuring diversity and inclusion in our workplace. Um, we will be looking to form a membership and get our SharePoint site up and running and help provide resources and information to our membership. And we'll be looking to hold a few meetings annually and, and host some really fun events. So if anyone is interested or has any questions, they can look us up in the global address book and uh, send us an email. So our email is um, emswomenleaders wrg at hs.ca. So we look forward to hearing from everyone. And thank you for uh, giving, giving me the opportunity today to introduce our group. Excellent, Angeline. Thank you very much um, for that update and for joining us. I know I speak on behalf of Kathleen when I tell you that um, 
just um, how proud we are of the work uh, that that uh, group already has underway and um, how proud we are of being able to sponsor um, uh, her and I to sponsor the WRG. And, uh, you know, I would share that um, my learning has increased exponentially of the challenges that women face in our workplace. And, uh, and one of my priorities is to actually continue that learning on, um, on how we can um, support women uh, leaders in the organization. So thank you very much for joining us today. I'm going to flip over to um, Marty now, I think, with an update on um, our EMS dispatch system. Thanks, Darren. Just uh, it's been some time since uh, we've done a podcast and it's hard to believe since then we went forward and completed our dispatch consolidation project. Um, I think everyone is aware of those uh, transitions and where they occurred. Uh, however, um, in the regional municipality Wood Buffalo, Red Deer, Lethbridge and in Calgary in the month of January, we completed dispatch transitions. Um, since then, we've um, dispatched well over 10,000 events out of those sites. And, um, you know, in general terms, we've been dispatching uh, slightly above or slightly uh, a little below the pre-existing standards of uh, performance for those sites. So things are going very well from a performance perspective. Um, and with this alignment, this really means that um, we can look forward to uh, managing all events within the AHS EMS dispatch centers. Um, this year, this calendar year, we, we believe we're going to be over well over 600,000 events, actually. So uh, very busy sites and um, uh, some good work that was completed related to the transitions. Um, the final point I'd like to make is just thanks to everyone that participated in the transitions or that were, uh, were went through some portion of change related to the transitions. All the support and work that went into this truly made them successful. And um, we're very pleased that um, the system is now substantially complete from a consolidation perspective and um, onward and upward from here. So uh, I appreciate the opportunity just to speak about this quickly, Darren. Great, thanks Marty. And I think we all know this change has not been without uh, some controversy around it. And um, I, I would like to thank uh, this team um, for their support um, during the last number of months. And I would also actually like to thank a number of practitioners who um, have reached out to me directly uh, to offer their support um, as we work through this. So um, thank you very much for that. And finally, um, just over to Dale, um, just for a quick update on um, COVID response and PPE utilization. Thanks, Darren. And so just uh, today we're going to focus on uh, something that happens every day. And of course, it's the uh, PPE that our staff have adapted to and uh, made significant changes to in wearing uh, PPE uh, throughout this pandemic. And uh, in many different situations, uh, of course, came on quickly. And so they've had to do a lot of changes and continue doing the great work that they have in treating patients. Um, and that's been out, uh, outside of hospitals. So in environments where it's really cold, back of an ambulance and all of the various situations they're in, as well as uh, changing sometimes again uh, or often again when entering a hospital into some other um, PPE. And of course, paying a great deal of attention to the donning and doffing of that uh, equipment so that they're kept as safe as possible. Uh, wearing uh, PPE, of course, ensures the safety of uh, patients and healthcare uh, uh, partners, as well as uh, patients and their patients and their families and staff and their families, of course. 
Um, we've had uh, no patient to practitioner transmission of COVID when the, when the uh, PPE has been worn appropriately. Uh, and that uh, only lends to the attention and expertise that our staff have uh, paid uh, with putting on their personal protective equipment and uh, paying attention to their partners as well uh, in these various environments. So well done to all of our frontline staff uh, in something that seems simple, but uh, really protects us all and you all at the same time. Great, thanks, Dale. And our our um, our practitioners and um, and frankly our ECOs and our support staff have been doing an amazing job um, for the last number of months, and it's important that um, that we recognize that. Um, so that that concludes our time um, together today. Thanks for listening. Um, I would ask you that you know if you do listen and enjoy um, these updates that we provide to you, to tell your colleagues to listen in. Um, I would also encourage any feedback that you might offer, including topics that you want to hear about or guests that we could bring on to the podcast. Provide that feedback to us um, or any feedback through the um, EMS uh, leadership feedback link on um, ahsems.com. And um, until uh, we're able to speak again, um, please stay safe out there and take care of yourselves. Thank you very much. You have been listening to the EMS podcast. Please visit ahsems.com for future episodes and to provide your comments and questions through the leadership feedback link. Thanks for listening.